Beer Reviews. My name's TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick. How the fuck are you today? Apparently my mom. <laughs> it's your mom, you are. Oh. Your mom. Yeah. Oh, man. That's loud. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so be, care- be careful with that. <laughs> no. I refuse. Oh, then it's just going to make the audio sound like shit. That's your problem, not mine. Uh, yeah. All right. You're so like, yeah, you, you, you're like I assume you you assume that I'm going to do anything about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, you assume that I can do anything about it. <laughs> I believe in you. All right, let's get into beer number one today. Um, sadly, I will not be taking our pictures this week because all of my glassware is packed away. Because if mine come out better, then I should probably be the one doing it forever. Yeah, you probably should because you know your camera's better and your phone than mine. But hey, beyond the point, our first beer today comes to us from Definitive out of um, Maine, somewhere in Maine, Portland, Maine, Portland, Maine. Ah, the land of port. Uh, it's a collaboration done with Second Wind Brewing out of Plymouth, out of Plymouth, Massachusetts. It's called Art Without an Audience, so super fitting for this show. That's <laughs> why we chose this one to do first. Uh, New England style, double IPA. It's 8.4% by alcohol. In three, two, one, crack. Okay, I leaned back and I still sprayed myself in the face. Mm. I am pouring, so you talk first. Yeah, um... I'm sipping. It's pretty damn tasty. And I can't really see in my can, so I can't really tell how much they... uh, Oh, no, that's totally an IPA. I've seen others that are more opaque than this, but, like, once you pour it out, it's pretty fucking opaque. It's just, like, it's not... It doesn't look like you're pouring orange juice into a glass when you're pouring it out. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty goddamn tasty. Um, I feel like I should be looking on Untapped to see like what the hops are. Yeah, this is like it tastes like grapefruit juice to me. Like, oh, is but, that you know, what it's hoppy it's... and hoppy and like beery, but like grapefruit juice. There's no juice in this. It just the the hops are giving like a really like my brain is going. It's grapefruit. Ah, uh, uh, so apparently it's dosed heavily with Citra Incognito, Idaho Seven Lupomax, Brew One Lupomax, Cashmere Lupomax. And Citra Spectrum. I don't know what the fuck Incognito, Lupamax, or Spectrum means when it comes to those. Or does it? Is it just like you know a proprietary difference in like how they raise the hops? I'm not sure to tell you the truth. All right. Uh, okay. So th- I'm this, be, is, uh... this is why we need to like actually get a fucking brewer on here one of these days so we can ask these goddamn questions. You, you looked like you were about to do something, Emily. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to 
put my headphones down for a second and turn on the light behind me so I can get a better picture. See, folks, I put a lot more effort into these pictures, so maybe I really should be taking over. I mean, you say that like I can't. Actually, I can probably reach. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. Do do do. While Emily's turning on a light, I will sit and serenade you. Don't you just love the sound of my voice? That's why you tune in. Welcome back, Emily. Are you saying mean things about me while I wasn't here? Oh, of course, always. Oh, good. Always and forever. I'll have to make sure to listen to this one later, then. <laughs> If it was, if it wasn't funny enough, I'm gonna give you shit. But yeah, art without an, an audience—it's uh, it's a pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm liking this a lot. I've heard a lot of good things about Second Wind. I know we've only I know we've had one thing from them, but that's it. Yeah, and I it's can't like, even remember what the fuck that thing was. And I called think... Sunbird. And it was an IPA. Oh, okay. Don't ask me why I can remember that. Was it any good? Yes, it was. Okay, cool. We'll have to have more of their stuff. All right. It's hard to get because Plymouth is like far away. Yeah. And the closest liquor stores that carry their shit are in like, it's that one that I go to in Weymouth that I go to whenever I'm down there. Shout out again to Curtis Liquors in Weymouth, Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Liquors, Wayland, Massachusetts. Check them out. They've got a great beer selection. Yeah, like it's not as big as some places I've seen, but like it's solid as hell. Nice. So. All right. Well, I hope you guys are prepared for a beer heavy episode. We don't know how long we're going to talk about beer, but we have plenty of beer to talk about. People out there going, ew, you're going to talk about beer on your beer podcast? I'm so bored already. I already I only check in just for the pop culture stuff. I love hearing your opinions on things. Well, then, well, if you then love hearing our opinions on things, then you like hearing our opinions on beer. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> and if you like hearing our opinions on pop culture, we're going to have a whole ass other podcast for you soon. See it or screw it, folks. Yes. We'll, Search for it until it appears, and we'll probably post something on I'm sure the, the New England we'll Beer Review social media. Yeah. Uh, because it's the only show that tells you to see it or screw it. Yes. Featuring two other people. So if you are like, oh my god, these two are like kind of trouble when they're by themselves. Don't worry, we have uh, other people in that one. So we're just more trouble. <laughs> well, no, we've switched the trouble because uh, Cough Cough Dan might be more of the trouble than we are. Yeah, that's true. Uh, cough, cough. Allegedly. Allegedly. All right. I love Dan, but he does. Boy, man, that can that man talk about movies? And just seems to hate everything he sees. I know, but that's one of the things I love about Dan. Is it's like, I don't know. I feel like when he does like something, it actually means more than it does coming from somebody like you or me, who's like. Yeah, I only, you know, I really don't rate beers below like a 3.5 unless it's like really, really horrible. And other people are like, fuck this shit. Mm -hmm. 
Alright, so and apparently I didn't check in any of the stuff from this time we hung out, so I'm going to have to check it all in too. But since I've got the first one pulled up, I figure I might as well introduce it. Uh, okay. For our first view today, we are stepping out of Massachusetts to uh, Salt Lake Utah. City. Cool. Uh, we had a Big Bad Baptist, their Black Forest Cake version. It's a 11.5 Imperial Stout. It was it was all right. Um, yeah. I, I really, I wanted like, I wanted more chocolate, cherry, and coconut. Instead, it, I just, it was. Mostly just a stout. Yeah, it was mostly just like a Russian Imperial Stout. So high ABV, kind of syrupy. But the primary flavor that I was getting was like the roasted malts. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is Big Bad Baptist is actually, in my opinion, a really good stout. I don't think I've had that many variants of it, um, at least not ones with flavors added. I think I've had more like the barrel aged sort of ones. Mm -hmm. Like Big Bad Baptist is a solid stout, so I was really hopeful. And it's still a solid stout, but like it, this one loses points on the sheer fact that like you don't taste like any of the flavors that are supposed to be in there in addition to the stout. Like... It's like, uh, I love you, Epic. You were, in my opinion, probably the best brewery in your entire state, which frankly I mean, isn't not, that much not of a, a high challenge. bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, uh, that, okay. It, you know, for those of you who have never been to Salt Lake City, it's not all, you know, Mormons in special underpants. It's like, <laughs> you really only see that much of that if you're in the, like, uh plaza with their co like the the church and shit um Temple. which is cool it, it, it whatever yeah who gives a shit i, I don't care i mean um, uh, i i don't subscribe to any religion but i do try and at least like show respect for a religion unless you know i'm a woman i don't have to show respect yeah. for the mormons fuck them yeah no nah, fuck the mormons still need to see book of mormon so do I. But yeah, um, Salt Lake City is, I mean, that's worth going to if you're Honestly, there, if you've never seen it. It's kind of pretty. It's a but really like, attractive city. I, like, like, you're going to feel in, weirded in, out, in but downtown, still do it. at least, it's a really attractive city. Once you get out into, like, the sprawl, it's just your, you know, basic generic desert sprawl. But then once you get beyond the sprawl, you've got, like, a gorgeous desert. <laughs> uh, depending on which direction you go. Well, yeah. Um, they're also right up against mountains, and actually, part of the part of the city is up on the mountains. So they, they also if, have a beautiful uh, uh, library. I was going to say so. So let me let me run down and a like couple of like the temples are attractive. I, oh, they are. But they're also ostentatious and full of hate for women. Yes, and kind of people in general, especially when it comes to sex. Um, anywho, so. Th positives about Salt Lake City, real quick, before we get into more beer talk. Um, Red Butte Garden, which is on your way to Park City, which if you've never been there, is actually kind of worth it. Um, there are two decent breweries um, that you can drink at. You do have to eat food while you're there, because this is Utah we're talking about. Um, so Epic and Uinta are both there. And Uinta's not bad. They're not amazing, but they're not bad. Um 
They have a large Mexican population that makes cheap, bomb-ass food. So if you see a taco truck, fucking do it, because, man, you will get some, like, amazing tacos for a buck each. And they surprisingly have some, like, they had a pretty solid beer bar. I was shocked. I don't remember the name of it, but I'm sure there aren't that many, so just fucking Google it. Nice. Uh, the only time I've been there, I remember going to a, like, goth club when I was, like, 19, maybe. Yeah, it must have been 19, because it was not too long after I broke my hip. And it was called, like, Area 51, I want to say, which huh. is just, like, a rad name for a goth club. It, it was, like, such a shitty club, but it, it was still, I don't know, kind of rad. Was it in city limits, or...? Fucked if I know. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that because it's like, I'm not going to lie. I feel like if I were a teenager who like fucked off as soon as I could and like abandoned the Mormon church, which probably means abandoning your entire family as well, I think I would have become a goth kid like immediately. Yeah, probably. So that feels. Why not both? Why not both? But yeah, um, I think it was also one of those, like, it's not a nightclub, it's a membership club. But each uh, time yes. you go, you pay a $5 membership fee. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how, um, that's how, uh, like, places in Boston got around the, because um, we used to have an after-hours club that worked like that. Yeah. And it, we also used to have... I don't know if we still do, probably. Um, there were, like, cigar bars that actually operated that way within city limits, too. Yeah, because that's how you'd be able to smoke inside. Right, exactly. Because it has to be a private club. Yep. I mean, that's how, like, all the fucking American Legions and VFWs and shit like that got around that shit for fucking years. Yeah, I think I had a friend who belongs to... The Elks or something, yep. mostly because it was cheap beer and you could smoke in it. Yep. Um, I mean, going to uh, the Ambets with Rob, it was cheap beer and I could smoke in it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I think that Elks will take basically anybody where, like, I, I assume Ambets, you kind of have to be a veteran. <laughs> you, you have to have at least served and been honorably discharged i believe uh okay but well you don't technically have to speaking that so like with rob he never actually made it past basic because yeah. when they uh, like gassed him it affected his asthma because like you know it's part of your training is you have to do like exposure training to certain chemical agents yeah I mean, as far as, so I, like, I never was, really thought about he it. He was honorably discharged out of basic. Okay. Yeah. Like, I, I never really thought about it, but, like, you don't actually have to have, like, been deployed or even, like, served on, you know, in, like, a really, like, more operational capacity, like, in terms of, you know, like, I don't know, being a firefighter or some shit either. Mm -hmm. Like, Technically speaking, as long as you have served in any capacity, including like, yeah, just going through like basic training, you are considered a veteran and you can get like, I doubt that you could get like 
the full benefits and stuff, but like you certainly can get like a veteran's plate or something like that. Cause yeah. we both know someone else who never got deployed uh, because they had an, uh, an injury in while well, like in the last couple weeks of training, I think, mm-hmm. or like while waiting for, uh, assignment and, Ended up finishing out the rest of his, I think, what, five years of service? Because I think that's what you need to do to, like, be official. But, like, did it in an office job, more or less. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I guess technically you're still serving your country because you're still doing shit for the military. But, like, it's not... I mean, I don't think that most people think of veterans as anybody who's, like, done anything military-related. And, like... Honestly, the fact that you even fucking tried, hell, take take the benefits, man. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, like, now Rob couldn't, Rob, again, didn't make it that far, just because, <clears throat> Yeah. like, he, he was physically unable to, or maybe he was given, like, an honorable medical discharge. I was going to say, he might have gotten an honorable medical discharge, because that... But I don't think so, that he has any right to... Uh, like, claim medi- claim the disability yeah, benefits. Yeah, can't, can't okay. get benefits off of it because I think in order to gain benefits, you, you have, have to, to do that five like, years. Yeah, you have to do like your full, uh, yeah, term of I, service, tour of duty, what whatever the fuck you want to call it. And I think that's why this other person did that as well because you know he waited out the five years and has been on you know is going to have disability benefits for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, until that, until somebody in Congress is like. Ah, fucking, fucking military people. Like, I, they don't deserve anything. I actually just rewatched the um, the Thanksgiving episode of Rick and Morty again last night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how it has the ending with the guy who has the PTSD from being turned into a turkey. And then the other guy in the background being like, this fool's acting like a turkey. He shouldn't get any medical benefits from the military. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of people who think shit like that. And it's just yeah, because like, we're, we're our, selfish our country... assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I, I'm fully, uh, I fully mine. support. Yeah. Fuck you got mine. It yeah. should be the new, the new motto of our, of our country, because that's a, basically how most people act. <laughs> just like replacing, replacing one nation under God on all money with instead, fuck you got mine. <laughs> Yeah, like seriously, because it, it's it's the if if you weren't sure before, the pandemic has shown you how unwilling people are to protect other people around them. But let's not. Let, okay, let's get back to beer. Beer oh, beer is happy and and tastes good and stuff. Yeah, um, beer's happy and tastes good and stuff. So the next thing we had was the French toast barrel aged framing hammer. So this was our second framing hammer of the year, I believe. Um, this one, and our second like new one. So that's by if in case you weren't sure, that is by Jack's Abbey, um, and this was solid as hell. Um, I thought that like the maple syrup tasted appropriate, was well balanced with the rest of the beer. What, what um, sort of barrels was it aged in? Uh, let's see. Oh, and you have to scroll down again because your phone is dumb. Um. No, I have to scroll down again because I'm checking in the shit that I didn't check in. 
So oh, it's it's because it's it's aged in maple barrels with vanilla and cinnamon. Added. Oh, okay, rad. Yeah, no, that one like especially for a Jack's Abbey was really fucking tasty, and yeah. like all those flavors came through just how you wanted them to. And I'm not even a big maple fan myself. Like as I'm sure I've said on here before, I don't really care for sweets for the most part. I really, I really don't like especially artificial maple. Artificial maple is like uh, kind of gross in most contexts. Yeah, I, I will. I will make an exception for real maple on a rare occasion, but it's not a flavor that I ever find myself craving. You know, uh, I love maple. I fucking uh, love maple. I know you do. <laughs> yep. But as you know, I get real prissy about it if it's fake maple. Uh huh. Because we had something with fake maple that we're not going to get to this episode that was like, all right, TJ, just chug it down. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get this thing done. <laughs> like, you know, something's really bad if TJ can't even, like, just get it down. So. Keep it on the beer train. Well, just because, you know, I'll, I'll do one, you do one. Yeah, I know how yeah. this usually works, but you weren't doing it, so I was going to do it. <laughs> Next up, we're stepping back outside of New England, and this time we're in Denver, Colorado, Mile High City, drinking a beer from Great Divide Brewing Company called Horchata Yeti. It's a 9.5% imperial stout that is uh, loaded with traditional horchata spices. Uh, it was it was pretty fucking tasty, man. Honestly, it was. This is the first Yeti I've had in years, and... I just, like, I don't know. Great Divide stopped really being a huge interest for me um, after, like, a whole lot of other stuff started coming out. But, like, their variants on Yeti have always been kind of interesting. But, like, I saw this one in the store, and I'm like, I'm a, I'm a horchata junkie, so I had to get it. Mm -hmm. And I was not disappointed in any way, shape, or form. No, it was, it was pretty fucking solid. So, the next one we had was, once again, we're outside of New England from Goose Island Brewing. Um, actually, since this is one of the better things, this is actually brewed in Chicago. Um, Bourbon County brand, classic cola stout. Um, eh? I mean, I've had, yeah. I've had a few, I've had some variants of Bourbon County. I'm glad I tried this one. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't everything I wanted it to be. No, honestly, I was kind of disappointed with the flavoring in it. Like, again, it it was a solid stout, but if you're going to say that you are going for, like, classic cola, I want that shit, like, even though I don't super care for, like, moxie, I want that shit to be tasting like a moxie stout, you know? Well... No, because Moxie, while being the bastard cola of Maine, is like not a cola in it. Like it adds, it definitely adds some stuff. Like it adds much more than just cola syrup. And I think that like an RC. (laughs) But yeah, it's like. eh. I don't know. Does RC cola even still exist? Probably. I thought that, that was one of those things that went the way of tab. I don't know. 
like maybe somewhere in the Midwest, there's like this one gas station that's still selling RC Cola. <laughs> I mean, realistically, Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> I would guess that RC Cola is sold more prevalently in uh, economically depressed areas, much like say Fago. Like I, I don't know that I, like no, I might have Fago, seen Fago. Fago is more of a like Michigan, yeah, like sort of Michigan, Wisconsin regional soda company. So kept alive by people in economically depressed areas who can't afford anything better and by juggalos. I mean, largely by juggalos. Yeah. Uh, but like fucking we've got regional shit here. Like, I mean, Moxie for, is one. I mean, uh, first thing that comes to mind for me is polar for Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. But that's not soda. It's seltzer. No, they do do soda, they make soda. as well. Yeah. They make a damn solid oh. birch beer, man. Don't they also make like fucking... Like they make like green tea ginger ale. No, no, don't they make like bomb ass like American like orangina? Yes, they do. They definitely do. It's like orange dry or some shit. It's real fucking good. Yeah, it's got like actual pulp in oh, it. Oh yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I know it might look a little unsettling if you just see it separated on the shelf, but shit's delicious <laughs> trust us you cannot go like it, it's very very rare to come across any polar product that isn't good i mean there are things that i like less just because like fuck lemon seltzer in general i mean they had a well yeah um and they had a, a the biggest flavor mess i've ever seen them do is like when they first started doing the uh the like seasonal flavors the eggnog was a miss Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was fucking disgusting. Like, that was, it, it was, oh, it was very, um, it, it tasted of, like, sour milk. Yeah, they, they made, uh, like, I have since learned from other things I've tried, which at some point perhaps we can get into, um, the... The... That eggnog, it to to successfully do an eggnog thing that isn't actually like meant to have dairy in it, you really need to not put in the dairy flavor. Like stick to the spices; it will work a lot better. <laughs> like like stick with the spices; the brain will connect the dots. If you put in something that has like a dairy flavoring, especially into a seltzer, it, it's just. It's gonna taste like sour milk. Yeah, it it bad. Because I feel like we've had something else that was supposed to be like eggnoggy, and just came across as like sour milk. I'm not sure what. Yeah, the, I mean, I can't remember what. Yeah, a Emily has a weird shit corner she can do at some point. Should I just do that now since we just talked about eggnog? Yeah, sure. All right, so uh, I got the delightful opportunity to try all four of the Bud Light holiday seltzers. I'm sorry. Yes, you should be. Um, I'm also sorry I wasn't there to suffer with you. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it makes me wonder if you could have even choked down that cherry cordial one because we literally poured it out. Mm. It was real bad. Mm. Um, so, best to worst, cranberry eggnog because they didn't try to put a dairy flavor in it it actually was pretty fucking doable um and the cranberry like didn't the fakeness of it didn't like increase in strength over time 
Um, whereas the bottom two, the sugar plum, is actually not bad upon the first couple of sips, but like the further you get into the can, the more like super chemically it starts to taste. And then the cherry cordial was absolutely fucking undrinkable. Like literally, again, we both tried it and we were like, we 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 got so the sugar plum got consistently worse over the course of a can. This got worse over the course of no joke three sips, and it was like I can't. I cannot make myself do this. I will give myself PTSD. So what was so awful about it? Um, it tastes like if you vomited up a bunch of cherries and then coated them in uh, chocolate-flavored plastic. That sounds fucking awful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that's more or less the best way I can describe it. Like... That might even be slightly generous. Oh, but also, I mean, the the plastic kind of covers the like chemically taste, but oh, oh my god. Yeah, that, that that sounds fucking terrible. All right, let's move on to like some better beer because we're still outside of New England. Weird, we're back in Columbus, Indiana, because we keep on drinking 450 Norths. <laughs> Might have developed a slight obsession with this, folks. Oh, man. Uh, no, seriously, dear listener, if you see some 450 Norths, try them out. Like, Skip it if it has anything that has like a, a probably yeah. extract flavor, though. Like if um, it's like rum extract or if it says maple syrup, it's probably not. Uh, yeah. Skip, skip those. Go for like just their fruited fucking smoothie style sours. Yeah, like we haven't amazing. tried we haven't tried any of their um IPAs. I'm sure that we will at some point, but like their fruited smoothie style sours are fucking phenomenal. Yes. But this one was called Slushy XL Sour Worms. It was a tart cherry, lime, peach, and passion fruit smoothie style sour. It was fan fucking tastic. Yep. Like, unsurprisingly, fan-fucking-tastic. Yes. Like, I've been so blown away by their shit. And from what I have read, randomly, I don't remember where, uh, 450 North only brews their shit once, so if you see it and you're like, I want to try that, but maybe I'll try it next time it comes around, just fucking buy it because you probably won't see it again. Yep. There won't be a next time, most likely... Until they get bored and it's just like, fine, we'll do this one again. But honestly, given how they seem to rotate, like, they seem to have, like, you know, 12 fruits that they just sort of, like, mash shit together and rotate things in and out to yeah. make different beers. So, you know, fucking, ugh. And it's been a long preview time, so for a future episode. Think about that. Also, seltzer. Yes, also a seltzer. Well, not a seltzer. They've I made mean, a few, yeah. but like, but like we've had a smoothie seltzer. style seltzer. Well, well, we'll we'll get to that in a future episode. Probably like um, forty-seven or forty-eight. Definitely by forty-eight. Woo! Anyway, um, I had the delightful opportunity to go to a couple of the breweries in Portland a couple of weeks ago. Um, I went to Foundation and then Definitive. Um, and Weird. 
Yeah, shocker, since they're right there. And Foundation's the one that had a food truck, and I was hungry. Um, Weird. Right? So, um, started off with a dippa called Valkyrie's Song. It is aggressively hopped with Mosaic, Galaxy, and El Dorado. Um, not bad. Like, not bad, drinkable, not everything you want it to be. Yeah. Straight up. Um, again, I stick by my thoughts of, found like, the weakest stuff the Foundation makes is their IPAs. Um, they tend to do better with the sours and the dark beers. Yeah, it feels like it's been my experience with them as well. Um, the next one I had was considerably better. Oh, why don't I introduce it so I can give you a chance to uh, drink more beer so we can try and get That's a good this. call. The next one that Emily had was Jam Packed Strawberry Shake. Uh, another one from their Jam Packed series. This one is milk sugar and strawberries and vanilla. I mean, it, it sounds like it'd be good. It was solid. I enjoyed it a lot. Like, honestly, it was like, what if strawberry milk was a beer? Nice. All right. Next up is uh, another one from their Jam series, not to be confused with Jam Packed. This is their Tropical Jam. Um, you know, again, milk sugar and fermented with guava, pineapple, and passion fruit. It sounds like it'd be all right. Yeah. Um, I would say, once again, the jam-packed series tends to be better because they amp up the flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Um, as, cause, yeah, because so the, like, jam- the strawberry shake is like an 8%. The uh, tropical jam is like 4.3. Yeah. So the, so what, what to... Ex- so yeah, what if you're going to buy one from the jam series, what you should really be expecting is more or less like a Berliner. Like a fairly traditional style Berliner with whatever fruit flavors. Now, like I still it, don't find their jams or their jam packs to add that matter to be that tart. The jam is much more so. It's much more of the traditional Berliner style. Mm-hmm. Not entirely perfect, but closer to that. So you end up with a lot more sourness and quite a bit less flavor other otherwise more or less um where the the jam packed tends to amp up the flavor amp up the like uh i don't know otherness it it like they end up being quite a bit less sour and quite a bit more flavorful Mm -hmm. um but as far as their jam series goes this was actually one of the better ones i've had um i think that the flavors were uh fairly amped up compared to a lot of the others that I've had and they worked fairly well. So like I don't know what I usually give stuff in the jam series, but I gave this a four. Like whereas I mean I gave the the strawberry shake a four point two five for comparison, but oh oops. I mean four solid. Nobody yeah. noticed it. <laughs> Now to work on my next evil plan. (laughs) And now I shall leave Earth for no reason. (laughs) We just crossed properties there, folks. Send us a comment and name 
both shows and uh, we'll beg you to come on. I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of enjoying the bit where I make us sound pathetic. I I know I'm not, I know it's kind of stupid, but I'm I think it's funny and I'm not over it. So you and you alone can be on this show if you just give us some money on Patreon. We'll send you beer. It'll be a gay old time. Indeed. So the last one I had at Foundation was a Shake It Sugar Tree. That is a milk stout that is with aged with maple syrup and vanilla beans. Again, they do a pretty solid job with their with their dark shit, honestly. Like I I thought that the flavors came through well. Nice. I thought they blended well with the base beer and I gave it a 4.25. I mean, and the other thing that I love about a lot of milk stouts is that they're fairly low in ABV compared to like a big big stout. And yeah, this was this was solid. Oh, apparently I had a Don't... little bit of beer left in my can. I was that's trying what you to... get for harassing me about the fact that I'm drinking slower than you. Well, that's why I'm trying to like show you because since I don't have the glass to show you. So yeah, my beer is currently empty. But while Emily sip, 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 sip. While flipping him off. Yeah, while flipping me off. I will introduce her next beer that she had at Definitive Weird. Uh, this one was Smooge Foric Nights V2. Um, it's, oh man, that sounds rad. It's a raspberry cheesecake double fruit sour ale. That, yeah, that. Yeah. I forget who the Sounds collaboration brewery is. Uh, imprint out of Hatfield, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, yeah, solid. I mean, I think that... I think that this worked really well. A lot of places fuck up cheesecake flavor horribly. Definitive consistently does not. Either that or, like... They don't tend to do a lot with cheesecake, generally speaking, but I think they have done it before. I'm fairly certain that they've done it before. I think that we've had something else from them that was yeah. like uh, maybe a strawberry cheesecake because this was raspberry, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think we've had something that was a strawberry cheesecake from them. Probably the Euphoric Night series, which is the clearly their like yes. dessert smoothie sours. Although triple berry pie is still my favorite. Mm, triple berry pie was fucking great. All right, uh, since Emily's still finishing up the last bit of her beer, I'm going to introduce her next beer. Ah, this one's a collaboration between Definitive and Mortalis out of Avon, New York. And you know it's going wait, to be wait, good. Wait, 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 We're going to do that one in an episode. The, the uh, next we, two we, we're going to do in an episode. Oh, okay. So the next two we're doing in an episode. Spoilers. So shut up. You heard nothing. <laughs> you see nothing. <laughs> so that's just your preview for... The Probably next our time. next episode. <laughs> oh, do, do we do an episode preview now? Next time on New England Beer Reviews, we talk about Twilight Hydra version 2 and Twilight Juice. Next time. Mm -hmm. So, is your... My beer's done. Your beer's done. Fantastic. Beer number two today. Beer number two today also comes to us from Definitive. 
on this one is called Avenue of Thought. It's a double dry hopped IPA. Um, and yeah, three. Indeedly do. Two, one, crap. There's cat fur on my microphone. I mean, blame the cats. Well, I do, but like, it is one of those weird facts of life with when owning animals is that their fur is literally everywhere. Everywhere. Like, I wonder how many pounds of cat fur I've eaten in my lifetime. I'm going to guess a lot. All right. I am too. Probably not as much as you're thinking, but I've had cats my entire life. Yeah. So. So Avenue of Thought, again, from Definitive. Uh, it's a 7.3% New England IPA. Um, and it's brewed with Vic Secret, Citra, Mosaic, and Galaxy. And that explains why it tastes so fucking good. Oh my god, it does. Like, this one is much less juicy. I'm getting a lot more, like... I mean, I get still get juicy flavors off of it, but I also get that kind of, like, piney, herbally flavor. Yeah, I, I, get, like, I get more of, like, that hop. Instead of just, like, the juiciness of hops, I'm getting, like... It's... Yeah, technically it's a New England, but it's got, like, some West Coast fucking resinousness. It doesn't really, though. Um, it doesn't I have, don't... like, the bitterness of West Coast, but it does it have, a... like, a little bit of resiny. Yeah, it does, and but, like, in an extremely pleasant way. Like, it blends really well. Alright, let me take a picture. Yes, take your picture. And while she takes her picture, I will introduce her next beer. Her next beer was again at Definitive. This time it was the Late Night Red Velvet Whoopie Pie. I would get on fucking board with that. Like, yeah, that... I mean, it says, uh... Late Night Red Velvet Whoopie Pie is the newest variation of our dessert-inspired pastry sour ale series. This version features hundreds of pounds of fresh raspberry, red velvet cake, vanilla cream, and brown sugar. We think it tastes like chocolate-covered raspberries, rich frosting, and fresh cocoa. That sounds fucking delicious. It is fucking delicious. I mean, I, again... Late Night is one of my favorite series. Uh, you So for those of you who are not super definitive people, Late Night is generally like their, de their dessert sour series and Euphoric Nights is often just the amped up version of those. They have a lot of like, um, like there's portals and then double fruited portals. Like there's a yeah. number of series that like correspond with one another. Um Sorry, folks, I forgot to piss before the show, so I gotta go piss real fast. Emily, you carry the show. Indeedly do. Let's coo, TJ! <laughs> oh, wait, that's the other show. Um, so, I really, really enjoyed this one. Um, I would say that this is up there in my favorite of the late nights. Um, I think that... I think that it would have been better to describe it as a raspberry red velvet whoopie pie because 
I'm sure the raspberry was primarily added to the mix to give it like more of like a red flavor or color. And it really does look like you put a red velvet whoopie pie in a blender and, uh, made, you know, poured it into a glass. Um, these beers tend to be like completely opaque when you pour them out. Um, and this one, uh, but like you really do get like that kind of frosty sort of sweetness, but you also have like, for those of you who aren't sure what red velvet is actually supposed to taste like, red velvet is basically like, it, it, so if you assume like a regular chocolate cake is like quote unquote like dark chocolate, red velvet is essentially like a milk chocolate cake. So it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a cake it's a chocolate cake with lower cocoa content and the traditional version is made red with beet juice nowadays it's done with food coloring which is why you get like that really amped up red flavor red color but like yeah if you want to make a traditional one do it with beet juice um i mean it sounds like it'd be way tastier to have that like sweet earthiness that you get from beets I, I think that generally speaking, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much the beet can, I've never had a traditional red velvet cake, so I don't know how much the beet actually contributes to the flavor, but I would, I would assume that, yeah, it kind of gives you that, like, kind of earthiness at the bottom of the, mm -hmm. you know, oh, damn. flavor profile. Am I going to have to fucking make a red velvet cake in the future and do it like I have talked about way? doing this for years, and I have just not fucking done it, because, like, juicing beets sounds like hell. I don't know, and I haven't seen a good source for beet juice. Like, I what I should really do is start looking at Whole Foods and see if they ever bother doing it. Yeah, I mean, because they're it, it, most even, likely to have fresh juice. Even if nothing else, like, I don't know. Do Whole Foods have like juice bars that so you can just like get something fresh done and bottled for you then? No, I've not seen one that does that, but does, like, I don't know if you does, remember the one we used to go to in Linfield that used to have like does, all kinds of random shit that they had juiced in house. Does Wegmans? I don't think so either. Okay. Because those would probably be like the first two places I would think of for something like that. But like, they yeah. probably also have like one or both of those probably also have like. Maybe it's not fresh done, but they probably have bottled beet juice somewhere. That's possible, too. Like, I never go down the juice aisle for the non-cold juices often. But Agreed. Maybe. Unless, yeah, unless that I'm, seems possible. Unless I'm grabbing V8. Ew. I, I fucking love that shit. I ended up watching some random... I blame that fucking... on brain damage. Oh, I blame that on my great-grandmother. <laughs> Your great grandmother was also wrong. Oh man, fucking tomato like V eight no. is no. delicious. No, I especially love it with uh, mezcal. No, <laughs> and, like, ew, oh, you just made it worse somehow. Thanks. V eight mezcal, uh, you know, salt, pepper, horseradish, Tabasco. Yeah, give, give me give me a mezcal bloody Maria. Like, man, I could probably drink that without throwing up, but I would not enjoy any part of it. Oh, you probably like a traditional Bloody Maria more, but you don't like tequila at all, do you? I'm not a huge tequila fan. Um, like, I can get a, I can get on board 
especially with like high end high end tequila. Okay, so two things. One, silver tequila has less of the crap that like tequila is one of those things that I had come up yeah. while drinking when I was younger that kind of fucking ruined it for me. But it's really the lower end tequilas, generally speaking. So like if you're gonna give me a low like a fairly low to mid end tequila Make it silver because I, I I won't have nearly as much of a problem with it. Um, higher end tequilas, honestly, I had a high end like a re- a fairly high end tequila not too long ago, sometime in the last like two or three months, and honestly, I it it tasted to me more like a good scotch than it did like tequila. Yeah, like I mean, it had like a really. A really good tequila is going to have more in common with a good scotch than it will with like your Jose memory. Cuervo. I was going to say your memories of your youth with Jose Cuervo back when yeah. Jose Cuervo was not actually tequila. Oddly enough, yeah. oddly enough, Jose Cuervo has gotten better over the years because they were forced to actually become tequila instead of just a tequila flavored beverage, which is what yes. they used to be. When we were like 19 to 22. I mean, like yeah. before then, I just forget when they made the switch. But like, I know the first time that I ever had Jose Cuervo, it was a tequila flavored beverage, not tequila. Huh. Yeah, when I was... Sometime in the early to mid-aughts, I, I went through a tequila sunrise phase. Nice. <laughs> Which promptly ended upon that one of those nights ending very, very poorly for me. Hey, man, that's better than me. I went through a whole Malibu and pineapple phase. <laughs> Honestly, that sounds like a better choice, in my opinion. I mean, I would take Malibu and pineapple over, like, not even tequila with, you know, fucking grenadine and orange juice. I mean, Malibu... Oh, zombie orange juice, too. Because, Mal- like... Malibu isn't even a liquor. Rum. Oh. It, it's it's a cordial. Because it's only like 15 or 18%. Okay. So it's just a fuck ton of sugar in every Malibu yeah. and pineapple. Oh, I mean, I feel like we all drank that absolute sugary bullshit when we were younger because oh, it was totally. like... Or, it or gets it was, you, it's, um, it's, it's, it's like a way to get used to the taste of alcohol itself. Like, Or it was getting Grateful Deads because they're better than Long Islands, but they also fuck you up fast. Uh-huh. Um, Grateful Deads were a thing, um, but I didn't really pick that up until I met you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that was definitely the drink that like Dan and I going out when we were in our early 20s would get because it's like... Yeah, it doesn't taste like ass, and it gets us fucked up fast. So rad. Yes, I, I See, remember. I... I think it was, I think it was our five year high school reunion that it was me and Dan. We had the drink tickets, and we were just drinking fucking Grateful Dead's all night. We got, we got pretty sloshed. I remember because I picked you at your asses up. <laughs> yes, um... I remember you picking our asses up. I remember he and I'm I. I'm impressed that you remember that. I remember he and I like cuddled in a doorway for warmth because i actually had like a jacket and he just had his thin green jacket that he i think has since replaced dan is rarely appropriately dressed for the weather in my opinion but 
that's kind of guys for you, man. Um, oh, fuck that man. Fuck that man. Give me like a good hat, a heavy scarf, and like a thick fucking jacket. I'll probably still throw a fucking hoodie underneath that thing. I mean, for fuck's sake, Crystal doesn't even like do a winter jacket. He does like a fleece lined hoodie. Wow. All right. Yeah. Let's get through some more beer. Uh, Mainers are dumb. What can I say? I think there's I mean, like. Shut up. I, I love I love Mainers. I, I love many Mainers, but. Are you talking about Massachusetts Junior? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Well, folks, I can't give you an address for where you can send your flaming shit bags to him from Maine, but. Uh, oh, no, totally. Send them to. Uh... <laughs> I, I was going to no. give my actual current address and just. Like, oh, let actually, that would be it. kind of. That would be fucking. <laughs> but then, awesome. then it would just fuck with potentially people who. It won't fuck with anybody that I care about fucking with. Because as much as, like, Maria sucks, uh, I don't want, like, flaming shit bags left on the porch for her. You know? Fair. Uh, but yeah, we've got, like, five more beers that I want you to get through. Actually, only four more beers. State Citizens of the state of Maine, buy yourself a trebuchet, and then just launch it. Like, lo- like preferably launch it somewhere into, like, Boston, just because I want to see what the fuck happens. But, like, if you're gonna... Well, because you... Okay. Just, just you cannot like launching a giant flaming shit bag on yes. trebuchet through. Yeah. Oh, that shit would oh, be that hilarious. Me is a hell, but yeah, like to do that, you'd ha- definitely have to set up in the city of Boston. Trebuchets do not have a very long throwing distance, as far as I can tell. Like at least not like crossing state borders level of fucking distance. Like yeah, it, it, and like. Come on, man. You you guys don't have the resources to create a shit missile, so like you have to set up your trebuchet somewhere in our state. Like oh, and if you're gonna do missile. it, set it up somewhere in I don't know, Boston somewhere. Uh shit missile just makes me think of the Venture Brothers. Uh-huh. Cause that there was that, you know, underground people that hadn't seen any new media since like the early nineties. So that's why there was their fire starter guy. Yep. All right. I want to get through like five more beers because we're like 55 minutes in right now. Um, so next up for Emily is another definitive. It's Poetic Chemistry. It's a 7.2% hazy IPA. New England style. Double dry hops with Simcoe, Citra, and El Dorado Look. Lupamax. Again, whatever the fuck Lupamax is. So, this was a solid IPA. Um, We got a second round of small pours, just to... Because I was like, alright, I want to grab a couple of these IPAs because my father had asked me for some. And I figured, yeah, we could do it as an episode too, but I'm like, they have three IPAs in cans, so let me try all three. And I'll pick the two that I like the best. This at a 4.25 was my least favorite mm-hmm. of the three. The Avenue of Thought and the Art Without an Audience that we have been drinking today were my favorites of, of the three. I mean, honestly, uh, I haven't checked these in yet. They're probably still going to both be like a 4.25 for me. Uh, I'm probably going to do a 4.5. I think that these are really smooth, well-balanced. I think that they give 
kind of different flavor profiles in like a really interesting way. Um, like I really enjoy like that perfect balance of the resinous of this with like the more juicy, fruity, traditional, like New England style IPA kind of flavor. Yeah. And I really dig that art without an audience, instead of tasting like tropical fruit or orange juice, like a lot of really uh, the fruitier end of I of New England style IPAs do, that one tastes very distinctly like grapefruit. And I think that's really impressive, especially since it's done only with hops. No, I agree with you. Like, again, I'm not sure where exactly I'm rating these. It might. I like them both. I think I like the art without an audience more. Uh, but the avenue of thought is still mighty tasty. Uh, but yeah, keep it on, keep it on, because I want to get through some more of these. Uh, key lime pie sour from Smutty Nose. It's a, a key, key lime pie sour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was pretty good. Honestly, I gave it a 4.25. Nice. Um, it was... I think that I think that other places could do this concept better, but, like, I'm not going to not... Like, Smutty Nose's, like, experimental series, because if you, if you remember, folks, Smutty Nose got bought out by somebody else years ago at this point, and I don't remember who bought them out, but they're better. They're better at doing beer. Really, like, I think they use some of the traditional, like, you know, good sellers, but they also have the this, like, kind of experimental series that they do random shit with. And, like, it can be kind of hit or miss, but, like, this was this was a pretty solid beer. It was very drinkable. Um, Smutty Nose is owned by Runnymede Investments, a venture capital investment firm. Out of Northampton. So that's Northampton, New Hampshire, or Northampton. Uh, I New York. Fucking have no idea. I mean, if it's a venture capital firm, I'm voting New York on that one. Yeah, I, I would probably vote New York as well. Because you know, the Hamptons, they has money. Yes, I've been there for a site visit. Yes. Not not because I know people who live in the Hamptons. My God. Oh, you know, I just summer I summer in the Hamptons. Um. All right. Next up. <laughs> uh, night has come. Emily drank hers. It's a ten percent imperial stout from Deciduous with almond, pistachio, and vanilla. Did you think it was as awesome as I did? No, I did. Oh well, maybe I rated a little bit lower. Um, it was actually like. Oddly, considering that you're the person who dislikes sweet more and I'm a fucking sugar junkie. Um, oh, but I love pistachio. And like, I, I love lo- flavor the- fucking one in it for me was like, absolutely. Pistachio. Yeah, the pistachio comes through much more strongly than the other flavors. And that worked really well for me. But it was actually like kind of on the syrupy side for me, which mm. is why it wasn't like rated higher. Makes sense. But like I always say, that's why there's a whole galaxy of beer out there, because not everything has to be exactly the same for everybody. Indeedly do. All right, next up, we're stepping outside New England real fast. We're going to Queens, New York. Uh, You had a Finback apple pie. 
a sour ale with apple, cinnamon, and nutmeg. I have had plenty of apple pie beers at this point. This was not my favorite of them. Yeah, man. Like a 3.75 for you on a Finback is low. Finback is low. (laughs) Um, I love Finback. I really do. But, and also I thought it was adorable that they toasted it. Like, I'm less surprised when like Definitive toasts my shit. It's when, like, I perceive Finback as a bigger brewery than Definitive. I'd agree. And, uh, when they it's like they t- i was like holy shit they toasted my thing even though i wasn't like as kind to it as i often am um yeah man i like so you have recently had semi recently a sour that is apple pie flavored which was that spiced apple uh daily serving from oh yeah Trillium. yeah um that in my opinion is more or less what an apple pie sour should be. Yeah. This was far too light on all of the flavors. Ah, uh, that's unfortunate. Especially coming from, well, I mean, I guess that Finback doesn't really do intense flavor. They just tend to do, like, flavor well. So I do find it kind of disappointing that they didn't flavor it well enough. I, I agree. Um, I think that as far as I'm concerned... This is a bit of a miss as far as Finback goes, but I I would hope that for those of you out there, you wouldn't just abandon this brand over it because oh, not at all. by and large, like their beer is fucking phenomenal. Like I would just say if you saw this on the shelf and some other Finbacks and you're like, I really want to get a Finback today, pick one of the other ones. That's it. Like this isn't this is not a sign that Finback doesn't know what they're doing. This is not a sign that you know, like you should. I feel like they're better kind of... with their IPAs than they have been with their sours. But I, I don't can't disagree with that. how many of their sours I've actually had. I don't know that I've had a ton of their sours. I feel like I've had maybe stouts, but most of what I've had from Finback is IPAs. Yeah. And they do, they, like many breweries in New York, actually do New England-style IPAs phenomenally well. I mean, and including IPAs that have flavor added. I've definitely had other Finback Sours that worked out better than this. I just, again, not undrinkable, not horrible. If somebody handed you one for free, don't be like, ew, gross, I won't drink this. Like, it's totally worth drinking, but like... I just don't know that I would pay like 20 bucks for a four pack of it, you know? Hell no. Um, all right. So since I broke the seal, I've got to go piss again. So why don't you talk about the last beer we're talking about today? Okay. The last beer we're talking about today, I have had many times actually, and it surprises me that I have never checked it in before. Um, this is the bright side IPA from Lone Pine. Uh, Lone Pine is again we've talked about this before kind of hit or miss in a lot of areas uh ipas in particular um so they describe this one as an american ipa with a subtle malt character with smooth clean bitterness and layers of complex citrus zest tropical fruit and pine and that's actually a pretty apt description i think um i think that this is actually one of the better IPAs I've had from Lone Pine. They tend to 
they tend to kind of make things way too bitter um, or like, I don't know, it just misses in other ways. Uh, Brightside is the IPA that like, thankfully of their IPAs, you find more or less fucking everywhere that carries Lone Pine in Portland. Uh, I went to Suntiki Studios last night and they have that as well. Um, honestly, Brightside is not a bad choice. Like, if you don't have a ton of selection, Brightside's actually a pretty decent beer. Um, I'm looking at it now. We've probably talked about this before. I don't know if we've talked about it before because I'd never checked it in. Oh, weird. I know I've had it before. We, we, we drank it together. Uh, Wait, when? In 2021. When and where? Here. <laughs> but I didn't check it in. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, oh, I did. I did check it in, didn't I? I don't. I just don't think we've talked about it. Oh, I don't know. Maybe weird. we have. But again, you know, bright side. You'll see it a, like in a lot of venues in Portland. It's not a bad choice, especially when your pickings are slim. I mean, honestly, I don't mind a lot of, like, the Lone Pine stuff that I've had. Like, I don't think that any of it has been amazing, but I think it's all been pretty goddamn solid. Like, again, you know, usually somewhere in that, like, 3.75 to 4 range. Yeah, but... I think that they're, I think that their IPAs are extremely hit or miss for me. I can think of a lot of them that were just, like, this is way too fucking bitter. This is way too something. Yeah. Like, I like the OJ. Uh, I don't that much, actually. I want to try the OJ, like, Galaxy variant. Mm, that sounds like I, I would have higher, higher hopes for that. But now it's my turn to pee, so it's your time to fill airspace. Oh, cool. Easy peasy. Um, I'm going to give you guys a... TJ's super short spoiler free. Sorry, I fucking Emily's flipping me off, so I was giggling. Um, TJ's super short spoiler free newish movie review. I ended up watching King Richard. Uh, King Richard is the recent biopic starring Will Smith that is about. Richard Williams, the father of uh, Serena and Venus. And yeah, like he gave a good performance. I just don't know. Like, I don't know why they decided to make a biopic specifically about him instead of a biopic about the sisters. That would probably be my biggest complaint about it is that they, they don't really talk about Venus that much. It's much more so like it's it's about it's a story about Richard Williams and then like your sub character is Venus. And like, yeah, Serena's there and like she has some things to do in terms of plot point, but by and large there is no real focus on her which i found disappointing because like i am far less interested in the story of their father and the story than i am in the story of them i i would have enjoyed seeing more of a movie about you know you know venus and serena being the leads of it 
and then you know like having having Richard be the like more supporting like not not supporting because oh man I sorry you you should you should watch it like you get a great performance from Will Smith it's just I wish it had more focus on the sisters instead of just their father ah uh. but yeah that was my super short spoiler free newish movie review oh shit uh <laughs> well, I should check to see if he ended up winning the Oscar on that tonight oh yeah because that's a thing then on the night that we're recording folks yeah uh, I, we're not going to be releasing this until probably a week after I move out of here so yeah. a couple weeks so after like, yeah well like probably a week and a half from now because yeah, next you know. episode should be releasing Thursday or 45 should be releasing this upcoming Thursday can we release another 45 into the sun that day? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> that would be sweet. Man, I would I would take that as a lost episode if we could if it was like, well, you have to launch both into the sun. Fine. Uh, <laughs> is there even a question about that? <laughs> uh there shouldn't be. I'm sure there would be. Uh fucking Encanto won best animated. Fuck you, Encanto. The Mitchells versus the Machines was the best movie in that category that I have seen because I never saw Flea. Oh, and fuck you, Dune. You got best visual effects over Spider-Man No Way Home and Shang-Chi? Like, fuck, fuck you. That, that is oh, objectively never- wrong. They like never they they do not like giving any awards ever to any Marvel movies. And no, it's they like, really don't. Come on, man. Like, okay. I okay, Shang-Chi, I can see you I can see other things surpassing that, but like No Way Home has the same like mind blowing, like kind of unreality sort of effects that like Doctor Strange did. Um, but also like just solid like actiony stuff and like really good filming for emotional beats and like fuck man that uh that so this is part of the pop culture stuff we were going into um i finally saw no way home oh uh, yeah holy shit um get yourself a bottle of scotch and a box of tissues to watch it <laughs> that is what i that's pretty much exactly what i told my mother um yeah, it is it it has great action scenes. Uh it has, you know, some some good funny beats that hit at the right times. Um it is honestly one of the most emotional Marvel movies I've ever seen and like fuck man, anybody who watches that and go and says any person other than Tom Holland as the best Spider-Man should know that they are objectively wrong because like what made me like even more than just what straight up happened in the movie, what made me like cry like a little baby was watching Tom Holland's face. Yeah, no, he he does have that. He really does have a good ability to use his face to emote. Yes, Um, he does. He keeps on choosing a lot of bad movies because I recently watched, um, 
uh, fucking, I can't even think of the name of it right now. It's the one where they're on an alien planet and all the men project their thoughts. Ah. Uh. And he's got to team up with uh, a woman who is like crash landed on the planet. And it's like, uh, it's just, it's just not a good movie. Like the idea, I, the idea isn't bad. It's just poor. The execution, execution was poor. Yeah. yeah, I mean that, and like honestly, you have to remember that Tom Holland is, I believe, still at an age where his brain hasn't technically fully formed. And also, remember the kind of shit that we used to think was like super fucking cool at his age. Like, can he? Can, he can legally drink in this country at this point, right? Oh, I'm fairly certain he can. I think he's like 22. Yeah, which means his brain's not fully formed. Yeah. And, you know, that's my best defense for some of the shit that I liked at his age, frankly. Uh, no, 96 means that he is 26 this year. Ah, okay. So his brain is now fully formed. He probably probably wasn't when he made the decision to do that movie. Because um, in case you get didn't know, folks... Chaos uh, your Walking, brain... that's the one I was thinking of. And no, that came out in 2021, which means, all right. So yeah, I'll agree. He probably wasn't fully He was formed, probably like so 24 probably like, when he made the yeah. decision to be in that movie. I was yeah. like 23, but yeah. One or the other. Um, yeah, so folks, on average, your brain does not become fully formed until you are 25 years old, which like kudos to car rental companies for like figuring out that like that should be their cutoff for like not having to pay extra fees. Yes. Because, like, they predicted that, like, that was the age that humans became, you know, more responsible and cognizant of how their actions can affect other people uh, well before the science had actually caught up to that point. I mean, we all know it's a lucky guess, but sure, we'll say that, like, I don't know, Enterprise and Hertz and stuff teamed up and did all these, like, secret like longitudinal experiments to like figure out like what the age of maturity for the human brain was and then just not didn't share the data with anybody yeah that's that sounds right <laughs> oh it's absolutely not right but it's a way better headcanon than like the reality of we 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 made a lucky guess yeah that honestly it also could be based on like there i don't know if there are like crash statistics that show that like uh crashes drop off after that age probably i don't really know i i don't know what the basis for that decision was but it wasn't it turned out to be a smart one and again i i don't know if i were them i'd be claiming like well yeah you know we we predict we, we obviously predict this because you know we 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 decided that you know that was the age where people became more responsible based on data even if it was just like i don't know 25 sounds good but yeah, No Way Home. It was good stuff. Uh, it's really fucking good, honestly. Like, like especially given the fact that I remember seeing... Uh, I remember seeing uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man in theaters back in 2002. Because, like, I saw all three of Raimi's in theaters. Because the uh, third one, I was a projectionist at that time, so I put mm -hmm. together the print for it. I probably actually have a, um, uh, like, a real lead that is for Spider-Man 3 somewhere in my collection of junk. Nice. 
Oh yeah, because I, I sniped a few of those. I know I have a Kung Fu Hustle. Um, fairly certain I have a Grindhouse. Um, uh, I think I have other things. But yeah, like I've got some cool shit from my time working as a projectionist in a movie theater. Like I also have that rad ass Raimi Spider Man three, um, like reflection poster. Mm-hmm. So not not the uh, not the lentic- lenticular not the lenticular one like my um, fucking Harry Potter one, but mm-hmm. it's it, you know uh, like it's like high gloss on half of it where it's the mm-hmm. uh, symbiote suit, and then the other half it is like low gloss, and it's like the regular Spider Man suit in the reflection of it's him. It's called either matte or satin depending on how yes. Non glossy, it, it is. It's satin, not matte. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suspected. Yeah. I mean, fucking me and my stupid brain. I still can't think of what the fuck those cup of cake paper things are called. Uh, I'm sure I they have. A, I'm sure they have a name. <laughs> I don't think they do. Actually, I mean, I can go look at the ones in my cupboard, but probably Real. not right this second. Yeah. But remind me to look later when we're done. Whatever. I don't think they do. I think they're just like cupcake liners or some shit. Yeah. Uh, like, cause... I don't think that anybody bothered coming up with a cool word for it, which would have been like way cooler. Like, if I was going to invent it... something, I'm going to make it sound as cool as possible. Oh, so. hell yeah. Uh, the, the only reason that this is recently in my brain is because Methy McGee, one of my soon to be not roommates, stole my fucking airfoil fucking muffin tray. And it's just pissing me off. Like, Which is a bummer. It, like, it's, okay. it's replaceable. Like, it's it's, re- it sucks to lose, but it's replaceable. A, it's replaceable, and B, I get, like, if this she is really, one of If things. she really fucking needs it that much that she's going to lie and steal it, then fuck it, man. Let her have it. Plus, also, you know that, like, so, TJ has a bunch of kitchen stuff that I gave him. You know the only reason I gave you the airfoil is because I fucking refuse to use anything airfoil, so. Yeah. Like, did you end up with my airfoil baking pans, too? Um, if I... Baking sheets? If if I did, then somebody else took them. I don't know. I might, they might be in the very bottom. No, you don't. They might be in the bottom of my drawer too i i just I, like i want to like okay. i want to like airfoil stuff more than i do but like exactly. ultimately it's just not as effective as like the regular yeah. thing like psa folks if you like to bake or you're thinking about getting into it i personally kind of hate airfoil because i think that a it takes things longer to cook yep. and b you never get as good a crisp as you do off of yep. like non-airfoil like you get a much better balance and control without it. Yeah, and like it was a thing for... that was hot for a while, and I don't think it is anymore because everybody was like, "Man, that this is just like this sounds like a good idea, but it's bad." Yeah, for me, the only times that I would ever really use it is when I would make my apocalypse chili and make my fucking corn muffins to go along with it. Mm. Although I would probably actually, I could see a use for airfoil in terms of making like mini frittatas okay yeah i could see that too like i really don't well and then again i like everything i like for most things steak is a major exception i generally go for the stuff that's more well done 
um, because I like crunch and crisp. Like, yeah, this is either a genetic preference that I've inherited from my mother or just like an environmental preference that I have gotten from my mother because, you know, I feel like I'm one of the only people on earth who prefers like crispy cookies over soft cookies, like any day of the week. I really no, they, like the they, ones that find a nice balance between the two. There are literally dozens of you. <laughs> Eat my entire ass. Oh I, man, I forever. I, I will make cookies the way I fucking like them, and yeah, you can man. eat. It, you can either eat it or not, because I will be happy. Yeah, like that's pretty much what it comes down to. Like, I when we lived together, that was one of your complaints of like, oh, I want brownies. All right, well, if I'm making brownies, I'm making them cakey, but I like Ugh. them chewy. But yeah, I like them cakey, and I'm making them so. Yeah, cakey it is. <laughs> yeah, same, same, same on the opposite hand too. Like. So just in case any of our 20 something listeners, like, thank you for yeah, we might be our audience like growing. Sweet. I, I, um, I haven't checked in a, like, well, a couple of weeks, but yeah. Um, I would say um, that the biggest tip I have for you, if you like your shit crispy is if you're going to make like cookies from a recipe, like, especially if you're just getting like a fucking bag of chocolate chips and following the recipe on the side, like to make chocolate chip cookies. If you want them to be crispy, replace all of the butter with Crisco, specifically butter flavored Crisco. It comes in like, it comes in two cup sticks, which is exactly the amount of butter that usually goes into like the Toll House recipe, for instance. And you get really fucking crispy, awesome ass cookies. Mm -hmm. Um, if you want to find a find a balance in between, you can do half butter and half Crisco, but then you have half a stick of Crisco fucking sitting in your thing until the next time you make cookies. And I don't know. Yeah, I'm lazy. Yeah. Um. All right, man. I think that with those baking tips, though, we're like an hour and twenty in. So let's wrap it up. Yeah. Like 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 a like a. Like a guy should do on prom night? Yes. Yes. No prom night babies. Prom night dumpster baby. Man, Family Guy went some weird fucking places after they got uncancelled, didn't they? Yep, they did. But yeah, folks. Um, I don't know. Or do, or now nah, we'll, we'll we'll wait to talk about like free guy and the Adam project until next time. So, Hey, let's just remember, hopefully, Hey, spoilers next time. Maybe we'll talk about those if we remember to, uh, but yeah, I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick. We've been new England beer reviews. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can listen to this podcast, wherever the fuck you're listening to this podcast from, uh, <laughs> you can give us money on, on, on Patreon and, you know, first person who does ends up getting a invitation for being on the show, which means us sending you beers. It will be more probably worth more than you're paying us for an entire year. Yeah, it is worth your. T- it is worth it to you. It is worth um, it to you. Uh, and if we don't notice for a while, because neither one of us checks the Patreon all that often, I don't know. Maybe if we start posting on there, we'd get some I, I, whatever anyway um yeah we're also hoping to do bonus episodes at some point uh i don't know hopefully sooner rather than later we can release the first one they're going to be 
the first handful will be short and sweet beer to movie. We review a beer and we talk about a movie we watched. So yeah. Um, I think our first one will probably be uh, Kronos Kermenes because I really want to get you to watch that and I want to talk about that movie, but I don't know where to fit it into our future theater script show. But uh, yeah, yeah, which is not too far in the future. So if you are actually listening to us and you like movies, please listen to our other show. We promise we have more people. Um, again, our friend Dan may be kind of long-winded at times. He's very knowledgeable about movies and very thoughtful and analytical. Um, and those of you who have been listening this entire time know our friend Liam Anderson, who is also, you know, fairly knowledgeable about movies, but like, I don't know. I, I, I would say funnier than either one of us. So yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Is that your final word, Emily, that Liam's funnier than funnier than either one of us? Um, yes. And also way better at Twitter than either one of us. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely shows his, uh, decade younger than us in his ability to wield Twitter. But, yeah, if you want to, if you want to, if you want a fun Twitter follow, not Liam Anderson. But yes, that that's that's it for the show. Bye. Bye. Bye.